Welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. In this podcast, we will have questions, quotes, and conversations between different people, and your host will be Pleasant Selecki. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, dear ones. This is Pleasance, and it is my in real life episode for January. So, previously, last year, last season, I did um, an episode once a month, just you and me, and they were very popular for with the downloads. And so, I thought this time for the community Lola community podcast is that. I'm hoping and planning that once a month I'd come on and just talk about stuff that's happening in real life. So solo episodes, kind of very similar to just you and me, um, but really emphasizing what's happening in um, in my real life. So one of the things that I wanted to be able to have and do for this space is have some freedom and flexibility to share some writing with you guys because... I'm writing up a storm and I'm in the process of figuring out if I'm going to keep a blog moving forward or move to medium. Honestly, so many things are shifting in in the business and in how I um, am sharing privately uh, my writing and I actually haven't been. So I thought it would be fun to use the in real life to share some writing. So I'll start today's episode and then I'll go into some of the topics that have um, been happening since my last Just You and Me in December. So this is a little poem, really, um, that I wrote super early this morning. And then it was quiet. The fire, the winter, the dog snoring, the stillness of the longest nights in perfect harmony. They have grown. They are not as they were. If I stop and sit and turn the little lamp on next to the chair that I love and grab my favorite blanket and the latest book, it washes over me. The chaotic afternoons of days before and the days and the emptiness of the afternoons with the days to come. I notice that in this moment in time, I feel and see all of motherhood. I readjust my focus to be with them now, to see them as they are right in this moment. My body exhales with presence and I relax into the moment. And then it was quiet. So um, as you can tell from that poem, and then it was quiet, I am having a real shift in motherhood in terms of ages and stages. Um, My kids are coming home after school. They're not involved in a lot of after-school activities And we're having these really long, luxurious afternoons that feel so delicious. And I feel overwhelmed by gratitude from this little cozy area and space that we've created. And, you know, to be honest, I often feel like, oh my gosh, how did I get so lucky? And, you know, am I doing something wrong? I'm not having an experience of overwhelm or stress. It's just presence. And I think because there's so much hype and noise about stress and overwhelm in our world that sometimes when we find peace, 
it feels, it may feel uncomfortable. It may feel not familiar because we're so used to these paces and these conversations um, that are not um, really talking about these teeny tiny moments of joy. So I am always trying to bring that thread through is that finding the peace and the stillness. And for those who have little kids, I think this is the big piece that just keeps hitting me, like little, little kids, like the toddlers and the babies and the earlier stages of school where you're still running around and they're they're not independent, is that once we get to this independence in this middle, um, middle childhood, there's just this presence and it's fleeting. And when I sit in this chair in the afternoons and we've been having a lot of fires and playing board games and reading and I'm journaling while they're reading, um, I'm just able to really sit with what is and I can't help but look back at the babies and the toddlers that they were. And then also that um, the line that I wrote to see them, um, sorry, the chaotic afternoons of the days before and the empty afternoons of the days to come. I think I also, my future self really knows and feels that it won't always be like this and that I can really picture myself in, however, in the future, however many years, sitting there alone quietly, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon on what would have previously been before dinner and um, homework and that kind of stuff. And so I'm just really aware of this. I'm really present with where we're at and I'm honoring this stage. So moving into some other real life topics that are kind of coming up. um, I've hit, uh, I don't want to say hit a wall, that's not the right (laughs) terminology, but I have come to some clarity and decisions and questions around my kids, especially Milo in school. I think I've mentioned this a little bit before is I'm just trying to figure out um, where is a great place for both of them, for one of them, um, possibly future. Um, One of the reasons I wanted to bring this up as something that's on my mind is it's very time consuming when you are researching schools and opportunities for your children. And I'm really looking at everything right now. And one reason is because of the actual child. So um, in this case, I'll just speak about actually both of my kids is that getting to know them and seeing how they're fitting into the current structure. But actually beyond that, all of the reading and research and studying and learning that I've been doing so intently over the past five, 10 years is really leading me away from these systems and structures that are not working. And our public education system in many ways is one of these structures. And I have now reached a point where I know uh, I would probably say too much about how we're not meeting needs. And you've kind of probably heard me talk about this when I share stuff about the book Differently Wired or uh, the good news about bad behavior or uh, any of Dr. Shafali's work. There's, um, I've shared uh, probably on Instagram a few years ago, I read the Acton Academy book, which is the Socratic Entrepreneurial Method School. I, I read a lot about schools. I love them. I read a lot about 
development and childhood. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm, I'm interested in how we're using the latest brain science and development, like all the stuff that I studied in positive psychology for humans and thriving and flourishing. How do we take that and apply that to our children? There is a real disconnect between research, science, and what's happening for adults versus what's happening for kids. So I have been actively having conversations with and seeking out school leaders and thought leaders who are working with kids um, and youth just for my own interest and passion. And now I know too much. Like now I want more for them. I want them to have you know, to be able to develop these entrepreneurial skills, these mind skills, these questioning skills, these real life problems. And I don't see a way that these traditional schools, traditional public schools are really able to do it in the way that I know that can be done, given the structure that they currently have, given the size and the scope so when I was doing the positive psych research, there's a great school. They, they mention a few of these schools around the world that are really, um, really forward thinking. And I started to get sad for my own kids. So in real life, schools and learning and my opportunities are very present. I'm visiting a lot of schools. I'm having a lot of conversations with homeschooling parents. I'm having conversations with Montessori teachers. I'm having conversations just as much as I can to try to research and learn and engage, not because I think there's one way, but I'm just curious to see where if I follow this interest and passion, will this change the dynamics of where my kiddos go to school in the future? And, um, will what will sort of how will this unfold so I'll definitely keep you updated um other thing that is happening in real life is that I've sort of been in a winter hibernation listening to the Michelle Obama audible she reads audible of her book becoming and I know a lot of you guys have read it and or have it on your bookshelf uh, or got it for the holidays and I'm just I feel like I've sort of been in an intimate conversation with her. It's 19 hours and I'm down to the last four. So I feel like I have spent a tremendous amount of time with her this winter. I feel like we've been having a conversation. I often take notes about a feeling or an emotion or a thought that she had. And it reminds me of earlier this year, I think I actually talked about this on the podcast. I read uh, Mary Pfeiffer's um, biography and she also, there's some commonalities and similarities around changing dynamics, inner life, outer life, what other people see, what the actual reality is. And I'm just so fascinated by this um, topic and by what's really happening and the inside of our relationships and our thoughts. So um, I highly recommend listening to it uh, because it's just this delicious conversation I uh, tear up a lot at the incredible language. It's just so beautiful. And um, it just feels like it's literally been such a big part of my life uh, the past month. Um, the other thing that happened is our basement flooded. Uh, right, I'm trying to remember what it was, before the holidays, I want to say. Um, it was before our last sacred circle for thrive and I had to miss that circle and that hurt my heart, but I needed to be here for our family because my husband really needed my help. 
to clean the water out of the basement. And in the meantime, since then, so now currently in January, it has been, we had to get it recarpeted and uh, padded and set. And so I redid my space down there. And earlier this fall, I had set up the basement as an office for private groups, private clients, and my own practice as a dance movement. It's always, it has been a yoga studio for the past three years since I closed this little ohm yoga. And now I kind of made it more of a professional space. I brought a ton of my favorite books down there. I made up a new altar down there, uh, bringing pieces from my room. And it is a very sacred space. And I wanted to say that this morning I was down there. So I get up early and go down there most days and move around and stretch and breathe and meditate and listen to Michelle Obama. (laughs) Um, But I was down there this morning. I was just thinking, you know, a month ago, the flood hadn't happened and then we had the flood and it felt like it was kind of a big deal the day that sort of week it happened because we had to move everything out and we had to, we actually got rid of a ton of stuff and we had to find people to sort of fix all the pieces and we just really flowed with it, right? The kids helped clean the water out. Um, it was like, oh, this thing happened and it's kind of um, annoying or frustrating, but it's really not a big deal. And then a month later, it's all clean and it looks so different. The energy is so different because I reset up the space in a really different way. And so when I was thinking about it this morning, laying there, I'm like, this is just life, right? It's like life is moving along and then all of a sudden something comes and we can either like resist it and fight it and make it big and dramatic, or we can kind of just go with the flow and make the space as needed. And sometimes it's there's emotions involved, like missing the last sacred circle. Did I did feel sad about that. Um, and there were some things that happened just because I wasn't there um, to say goodbye and sort of set the stage for Lola that were sort of aftermath. But it's all fine. All is well. All is unfolding. And then there I am a month later back on the floor in a different energetic space. So I love reflecting on issues and being able to really stand in the confidence that it's going to work out, we're going to find our way through, you know, it might be a month, it might be a year, um, and we'll see what happens from there. You know, I just think um, I love having the space and the discipline to really look at each of these things that come up in our life um, as they come up. So I think... um, I just want to encourage you to look in your own life and think about maybe something that's come up over the past six months that felt really hard and then you got through and just remembering that for yourself. Um, The last thing that I wanted to talk about in real life is that I am noticing that relationships are changing. So um, I am now officially six months sober, which is fun and awesome and interesting and weird and intimate and clarifying and sort of all the feels annoying at times and all the things but that um change making such a big shift and a change in your life may not have effects like directly immediately it takes time and so when I first made this decision it didn't really affect my immediate relationships But now, six months later, I can actually say that I am actively looking for, choosing, and seeking, engaging, expanding, fun, conscious women to connect with. And that I um, 
what I'm interested in and what I want to talk about is not necessarily the same thing that some of my relationships that I've had for a long time um, are at the same. And it doesn't, I'm not judging them. Like uh, from an Ayurvedic perspective, we don't judge these things. We just look at them. We say, is this working? Is this linking? How am I feeling? And so I'm feeling like I want more conscious, alive conversations and vibrations. And just by putting that out there, and being able to make um, to make that conscious effort and creation, I have had some amazing, powerful, deeply nourishing conversations with women who we are on the same vibe. We're, we're having similar vibrations. We're having really beautiful connections, soul to soul, not mind to mind. And also, this is part of that kind of stage of of motherhood is that I think when you have little kids, little littles, you are with people who, because you have kids the same age and you don't always, it's, it's your minds are connected, connecting, not necessarily your souls. And now just because of the work that I've done and also the stage of motherhood in life, it's like, oh no, I, I really crave and desire soul connections. And, you know, for me, I've always been a seeker. Um, I'm going to, there'll be an Enneagram podcast that comes out in a few weeks that talks about discovering, and I'm really deeply a type four Enneagram, which is about connections and emotions and deep feelings and authenticity. Um, and so I'm just sharing that in terms of if your relationships are shifting or changing, or as you do this deeper dive into yourself and your self-awareness, I'm encouraging us all not to be so afraid that if everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and if we can love from the soul and really see others for who they are because we see it in ourselves, we don't have to be so afraid of the changes. And I just wrote about this for the Little Om newsletter recently was like, it's like steps on a stone, right? We're just kind of jumping from stone to stone, from step to step. And the story is not finished. Like if you are alive, if you are breathing, if you are here, if you are present, the story is not finished. Even if a chapter ends, the story is not finished until your last breath. And so we never know. And then we don't. We still don't even know what happens after that. So the reason I say that is I don't have to be so afraid of letting go. I don't have to be so afraid of changes and shifts as they happen. That presence and spaciousness and pause and awareness and deep soul connection with other others who I love and adore will help me ride the waves through life and um and that's all that's kind of you know it's I think for all of us it's been a big month um as we transition into this new year and the darkness of winter in a different way than once you move through the holidays um I've already had a lot of shifts and changes from what how I thought January was going to be into what's really happening and um, I think I shared last month that I'm desperately, <laughs> I love that that's actually the word that came up. I am uh, wholeheartedly, shall I say, uh, dancing with the balance of planning goals and outcomes and intentions versus living in flow. And that I, as a Gemini, as a type four, as a planner, um, as an achiever, I I am curious about letting go. I have a book project that might take me the rest of my life to work on that is giving me a lot of inspiration and ideas and research and creativity, but um, not actual 
like I don't have a publisher. I don't know the outline yet. Like there's a lot of unknowns. And so right now my practice is about dancing with the unknowns, but also being very practical. I mean, I have bills just like everybody else. I don't, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm a, you know, able to just sit back and write books that have no publishers or outcomes or, you know, that, that, that are just pleasure or passion projects. Um, so I just want you to know that I'm in it with you as a human experiencing life, experiencing the dance between wanting to know and then wanting to let go between the masculine and the feminine, between the known and the unknown, and just a little bit more of releasing and letting go. I'm living living a little bit more every day into the flow. And one of the biggest things that was like a boom aha the other day was that I have these joy lists that have things on them that I want to do. So play guitar, play tennis, go to Orange Theory, meditate, do art. And I am in 2019 going to release some of those lists and just follow what feels joyful in the moment. So is it a hike? Is it a nap? Is it journaling? Is it connecting? Is it volunteer work? Is it working? Is it an Ayurveda class? Like what is it that feels joyful and following the core desired feelings um, without tangible joy items. I just want to play with that a little bit more and see what that feels like. There's so much magic and mystery that is always unfolding. And the minute... I ask my guides and universe and energy to shift and to show me and to support me, it does. And so I, I have to be honest that that feels at times very scary. It feels very powerful. It feels very overwhelming. The ego, the mind, it wants to understand what is happening and my soul, my heart, my body, um, it, it's, it's not giving answers. So the magic and the mystery is there uh, exclamation point, And I'm just following it forward. So um, may you all follow your own flow forward in 2019 with that incredible, incredible, glorious, glorious gift of life. And um, may you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you live with ease.